You ready for another Kids Corner adventure, Travis? You bet, Joel. I've got my whip, my hat, and of course, my dashing good looks. Um, okay? Why do you need a whip? Everyone who goes on adventures into hidden temples and ancient ruins always have whips and hats. And dashing good looks? I don't think this episode of Kids Corner is that kind of adventure. That's not what Flora and Monica seem to think. Let's join them. I can see the bottom, Monica. Just a little further. All right, is it safe? I think so. It looks solid down here. Yeah, it's solid. Pass down my backpack. Here it comes. <sighs> Got it. You coming down? Yeah, look out below. Ugh. You all right? Me? Never better. You? I mean, sure. We're only a hundred feet under the earth in the middle of an ancient temple that may or may not be full of traps or worse. What's worse than traps? I try not to think about it. Come on, let's find this treasure and get out of here. So I was thinking, Flora, what if the treasure is fake? A fake? Yeah. Like, what if this whole thing is a wild goose chase and the museum has sent us out here for nothing? Oh, I can assure you the treasure is real, my friends. Ah, who's that? Come now, Dr. Flora, you don't recognize your friend from school? Professor Andre Bryant, certified genius and collector of the obscure and arcane. Wait, isn't he the one who stole your thesis? Remember how I don't think about things that are worse than traps? Well, it just got harder. <laughs> worse than traps? I'm merely the catalyst to your own success, Dr. Flora. Where would you be without me lighting a fire beneath your complacent demeanor? What is he talking about? I didn't get any of that. What do you want, Professor? Ah, uh, yes. What does the man who has everything want from you, a lowly adjunct who has nothing? Uh, it's a very fulfilling career move. No doubt. Look, I'll be frank with you. And this is embarrassing, but I seem to have run afoul of this temple's security system. I can't seem to get out of this. A bear trap? You stepped in a trap? A moment of carelessness, I admit, but in exchange, I think I can give you something you want. Perhaps you would value one of these. The lost tapes of VHS! You found them? Indeed, and they could be yours if you do me the honor of being my saviors. What do you think, Doctor? It's a deal, on one condition. Anything, my rival. We can listen to the radio while we free you. Ah, I would have thought that was a given. Let me start it up for us. Morning, kids. What are you up to this morning? Not now, Mr. Brian. We're trying to figure this out. Maybe he can help us out, Flora. I have been known to be handy with random stuff. What you got there? Fine. It's these plastic boxes. Mr. Jacobs says they're how people used to watch movies, but I don't see how. There's this flap on the top, but it doesn't open all the way. I'm guessing under the flap is the cable they use to plug in the TV. Where did you find these? I haven't seen VHS in forever! I saw them at the thrift store my mom likes to go to. I saw they were really cheap and they had pictures and movies I like, so I bought them. Do you know how they work? More or less. You see, you put these in a machine called a VCR and that machine pressed this button, which opens the flap like so. You see the tape in there? That's where the movie is. And by turning these two wheels on the bottom, the VCR could read the movie and send it to your TV. So we'll need a, one of those machines? If you want to watch the movie on it. And I just found mine. Oh, hey, Lionel. I was just explaining the way these things work. See, girls? You pop it in the slot, and the machine does the rest. So we're ready to watch it then? <laughs> Not quite. 
It looks like all of these movies need to be rewound. Rewound? What's that? When a videotape is played, it's unwrapped from this wheel and wrapped around this one. When you're done watching the movie, you need to tell the VCR to pull the tape backwards, winding it on this first wheel again. Is that why we call going back on a video rewinding? That's where it came from. Those were the days. So you're saying the people who watched these last didn't rewind the tapes afterwards? So now we have to before we can watch our movies? That's kind of obnoxious. How long is that going to take? Long enough for us to listen to a radio program? Sure seemed like it back in the day. Let's see if that's the case. Need a hand back there, Lionel? No, I think it'll be all right, Brian. I've just got to screw in this cable and we should be all set. When I asked if we could watch my new movies, I didn't think it was going to be this big of a hassle. Yeah, no wonder people switch to streaming movies on their phone. This VCR stuff is way too complicated. I don't know. Setting up a new phone on a wireless network is pretty complicated. Still, that's why people invent things. To make it easier on everyone. I can't think of one thing that scientists haven't made better over the years. It's a good thought exercise. Civilization has come up with some very good solutions for some difficult problems. I guess that's true. I guess everything old is better when it's replaced by something newer. Hmm, I don't know about that one. When I'm working on cars or fixing something around the house, it's usually the newer things that break long before older things. Sure, but that's because no one uses the old stuff anymore. If you don't use it, it doesn't break. <laughs> I think she's got you there, Brian. You're no help, Lionel. You're supposed to be on my side. Well, I don't think either side of this particular argument is right about everything. Some old things have lasted a long time because they are reliable and have stood the test of time. Some new things have learned from the mistakes and troubles of the past and fixed them. Okay, so name one old thing that hasn't changed and people still use today and it hasn't broken or needed fixing. Well, that's a hard one, but I think the best answer has to be the Bible. So obvious. You should have seen that one coming, Flora. Okay, but the Bible has changed a lot since Bible times. I mean, look, this isn't what they had back then. It's been changed. You have a point. The first Bibles weren't written in English, and they definitely didn't have pages or imitation leather covers. But the teachings in there have not changed. God has used men and women throughout the ages to keep his word pure and permanent. And even though we aren't reading scrolls in Hebrew and Greek, his word is still changing lives every single day. But how? Oh, so many ways. And I have a few scripts about some of them. Wanna grab one and I'll keep working on the TV? Sure. And we'll keep listening to the radio. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Dirty Taxi, an adapted biblical teaching about reading the Bible. Once upon a time, there was a taxi driver named Clive. Hey there, where do you want to go? I know all the roads, streets, and alleys of Metroville like the back of my hand. He was probably the best in the business. Now look, buddy, I am the best. Where do you want to go? I don't got all day. Taxi! Taxi! Sorry, fella, I've got another customer. Catch the next cab. Over here! Taxi! Where can I take you? I need a ride to the pier, if it's not too much trouble. No trouble at all. That takes us past the bank with the big windows. You ever notice how you can see your reflection in the windows? Pretty neat. Hmm, I hadn't. That's nice, I guess. Are we almost there? 
As they drove to the pier, they came to a great big muddy puddle in the street and drove right through it. Mud spattered all over the nice yellow cab. But since Clive was in a hurry, he didn't even notice. Here we are. Thanks, have a great day. You too, miss. As he drove back into town, he glanced at the bank and noticed all the mud covering his cab. Whoa, when did that happen? I've got to go get this thing washed. As he drove on, however, the traffic got so bad that the thought of cleaning his car completely left his mind. Come on, what's the holdup? Just then, a very famous movie star stepped up to the curb. Taxi, taxi. That's me, hop on in. Ugh, no, that's fine. I'll wait for the next cab. What? What's the deal? Taxi! Hey, I'm the best taxi in town. I can take you wherever you want to go in half the time. I don't think so. Your cab is covered in mud. I have a reputation, you know. Mud? Oh, right. Taxi! The moral is, when we read the Bible, it's sure to show us sins that we have to deal with. The best thing we can do is get rid of that sin right then and there. If we don't, we probably forget that there's something wrong and we won't be able to serve God the way we should. So I know this will shock everyone here, but I have a couple questions about what we've been learning, Mr. Jacobs. I wouldn't have it any other way. What can I help you understand, Flora? Well, first off, the drama about the taxi driver was great and all, but does the Bible talk about taxi cabs and movie stars? I think you know the answer to that one. So you didn't get that lesson from the Bible? Oh, I did. In James 1, verses 22 through 24, God tells us to not hear his teachings and then forget to do them, like someone who sees themselves in a mirror and then forgets what they look like. Oh, like the taxi driver in the story. Right. I changed the story a little to make it a little more fun for you guys to act out. But the message is the same. God's word shows us the way to live and how we aren't. And sometimes we forget if we don't make the change right away. I did notice at the beginning of your scripts you call them adapted biblical teachings. So you keep the lesson even if the story is a little different. Right. The Bible is a huge collection of God's teachings that he has given his people over thousands of years. And like it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all of it is something we can use to learn how to live for him. Okay, if that's the case, how about some of the Bible stories about people doing terrible things? Like what? I don't know, Monica. How about when Joseph's brothers sold him as a slave? How is that something God uses to help us live for him? Well, if you finish the story, the lesson is that even when people do bad things, God can use it for something good. Okay, Mr. Brian, bad example. But I've read Judges. There's a lot of bad stuff in there. How can that stuff help us do what is right? You're right, Flora. The Bible does have stories of people who do simply despicable things. And though we aren't supposed to live like them, we can still learn from them. Really? How? By making sure that we aren't living like them. If the Bible says someone did something awful, we can see what happened to them in the end and change our ways so we don't end up the same way. Like it says in Galatians 6-7, these people always get what they deserve in the end. Well, I'm convinced the Bible still works for us today, even if it is thousands of years old. Yeah, I'm still going to test it out. I might have some questions about it later, Mr. Jacobs. You are always welcome. I found the more I test and study the Bible, the more God has for me to learn. Speaking of testing, I think this VCR is all ready to go. Shall we? Yes! Here's the first movie. 
Here it goes. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> it's working, I think. Are those lines supposed to be there? Let me adjust the vertical hold. I'm guessing we're done listening to the radio then? Oh, yeah. I'll turn it off. <laughs>